Well, and while we're speaking in the cut section, <laughs> I didn't say this. I said this to Alex the other day, but I think people don't think Wait For It is an I Want song because white people don't think that generational trauma affects yeah. your ambitions. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Honestly, it's leave that in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 2021 version of Ultimate Musical Theater Brackets. This year, it's all about I Want songs. My name is Alex Schneiderman. everybody welcome back welcome to the third round welcome to the sweet 16 the final 16 songs of the ultimate musical theater brackets i want song bracket uh we have some thrilling absolutely thrilling matchups today um the votes were very interesting in in all eight matchups and one of those eight matchups has been locked for our judges today. But this time, I'm going to make it a little spicy, and I'm not going to tell them which one it is until they actually vote. Anyway, we have some new judges with us today. Um, but first, Mariah, say hi. What's up, everybody? Uh, and we've got we've got two new judges, Allie Woodson and Robert Cunningham. Uh, Allie, um, what gives you the right to be a judge here on this podcast? Um, you know, like many other judges have said, I graduated from Northwestern University with a degree in theater with the music theater certificate. Um, but aside from that, I have very strong opinions on music, period. Um, and I believe that my opinions are mostly right. Um, most people also agree with me. Those who don't are wrong, objectively. Um, and so I, I bring a lot of knowledge of, you know, R&B, soul, pop, and I really use that to inform how I think about musical theater as well, because I think that songs that can also transcend the musical theater genre make a stronger point than songs that are strictly within, like, you know that they're musical theater, you can't see them in any other setting, so... That's what I have to say. All right, Allie. And Robert, could you hit us with uh, why, what the hell, why are you here? What gives you the right to be a judge? So I'm just gonna flat out say, I feel like a wild card here. I feel like compared to a lot of the other judges that we've had, that you've had um, these past three years of the podcast, I feel like I don't have as much exposure or knowledge when it comes to all of the the MT songs, but I did go to Northwestern. I did live with these fools. I love them. They're not fools. Um, and I think I also bring an interesting perspective because I find myself, and I, I'm, a, I'm a self-proclaimed cultural aficionado. I think, especially with the matchups coming up today, I think some of them, all of them are great songs, but some of them have that extra zhuzh that they, they're bigger than musical theater. They're bigger than musical theater. And I think I'm going to be able to speak to that in ways that, some of the other judges haven't in the in the previous weeks. So I'm excited to see how this goes down. Robert has also kissed me on the mouth twice in a musical, which gives it's him the true. right to judge. Which is more times total than I have ever kissed Mariah. On the Period. Mouth. Well, all right, here we go, friends. We're gonna go straight into the first matchup in the top left. We've got The Wizard and I from Wicked up against <sighs> Wait For It from Hamilton. We've got some comments from the crowd. Uh, someone, an anonymous listener, wrote, Alex, please tell us why you picked Wait For It over Room Where It Happens for the Bracket. The listeners need to know. My answer to that is not a good one. I don't know. 
Next is, wait for it, feels like a writer analyzing a character rather than a character actually speaking from the heart. Not to say it doesn't work because Burr is so analytical himself, but Wizard and I is just so clearly yearning and from the heart. I would perhaps have different things to say if we were using the new BMI character establishment song rather than I want song, perhaps. Now that is from Mr. John Bauerfeld. Anybody here though, got, got something to say about this matchup? I'll say, I think that this is one of the harder matchups of all of these. I think that this one is like, when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like coming out. This is coming out the coming out swinging really for the first <laughs> matchup. I do agree with John in that wait for it. It I definitely think wait for it is an I want song, but it's also like kind of him talking about what he doesn't want. And I also think that I don't necessarily like an I want song that is surrounded or centered on another person. So it's like not really talking. I mean, like it's ta- he wants Hamilton's life, but I'm like, what else do you want? I mean, and that kind of is why Hamilton's always like, if you stand for nothing, Bird, what will you fall for? And like, all he wants is like always tied in direct in like direct relations to Hamilton. Whereas the wizard and I, first of all, amazing songwriting. Steven Schwartz was in his bag. He was mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. bag. It has so many layers. And the fact that it also has so many puns, when people see me, they will scream. I'd be so happy I could melt. I don't know. Take that as you will, but I think I'm leaning towards the wizard and I. I will say though, because Michael Hurwitz asked for this to be discussed, that there's some real out-of-pocket <laughs> lyrics in the wizard and yes. Some real seed dropped by a skybird in this one. There's the verdigree thing. I hate the line, do you think the wizard is dumb or or like munchkin so small-minded? No, that sounds like like a, <laughs> a sentence that's been rearranged so many times. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's a bad song. I just, <laughs> I would like to mention that there are some. Something I wrote down for the wizard and I, I agree with Ali that I think this is a really hard matchup. And, and I feel like that because I feel like they're both great songs, but the wizard and I is like this really great song that has some weird lyrics in it that don't totally meet its objective and I feel weird about wait for it because I feel like uh, it's not super clear to everybody watching the show what it is and I I truly believe it's an I want song and if we have time to talk about that I I would like to the, the weird thing to me about the wizard and I is like I was listening to it today and I was like a lot of these lyrics are like weirdly tongue-in-cheek and not like the pun stuff but like it makes it seem kind of like somebody else is singing that song about Alphaba, who's like a cheeky narrator, rather than her like earnestly talking about what she wants. It's just those lines make me feel like drop me out a little bit from the the feeling and like the ambition from the song because it's like they are puns, but they're so clear that like they're clever to us but feel weird for her to say sometimes when they're weirdly placed one thing that it has that i think wait for it doesn't have is like the sound of the triumph of what it sounds like to get what you want robert i won't add much because i i really like the points that you two made i i will i have never seen wicked i i love wizard and i i don't i don't have the context that you all have for Wizard and I within the show. 
For sure. Um, but just to speak to wait for it um, and sort of going off of both of your points, I think one thing that I really liked that you mentioned, Mariah, and that a lot of the judges have mentioned is like a huge part um, of liking or really appreciating an I Want song is it being earnest. And I really, I resonate with what you were saying about how it might not seem as Wizard and I, it's just, there are moments where it doesn't feel as earnest. Whereas you listen to Burr and like, even though similar to what you said, Ali, it's so much of it is talking about Hamilton and Alexander is literally living his mind rent free, but like that's who he is. And what I really, really love about it is that even with it, him playing into that comparison game throughout the song, it's still so active. And then just that emotional climax. I mean, the line is, I am the one thing I can, or in life I can control. That's just so empowering to wait for it. It's just unique to the other songs that are left in this round of 16 um, for that exact reason, with it seeming, seemingly passive, but still so active and so simple. So, Ali, can I ask you a question? Yes. So you said the thing about the song being about another person for Wait For It, but could not the same thing be said about The Wizard and I in that she contextualizes so much of her hopes on The Wizard? There might be differences there, but how do you see it? Okay, so I, because I actually do think that The Wizard and I is very earnest, and I do think that it makes sense of her character at that time because she has been like outcast for so long because of her skin. And she thinks that like, this is the first time that like something good is going to come of it. So I think that, yes, it does. It like revolves around what the wizard can do. And like, if I meet him, like what's going to change? Like, okay. Cause Robert, you said that like, wait for it is a little bit more simple. And I think that sometimes wait for it, at least for me can be a little bit more passive because he is like, I'm just gonna wait. Whereas she's like, me and the wizard can be doing all these great things. Like when, like we're ha I'm half of Oz's favorite team, the wizard and I, like, it's not just about like, this is what he can do for me. It's he's gonna help me. And then together we're gonna make Oz like such a great place. And it's, I don't know, it's gonna be a change. It's something that I'm like looking forward to. Whereas like, I do, I really do think that Wait For It is, I think it's an I Want song. I do think that Room Where It Happens shows more of Burr's ambition and like willingness to like go and be active about it. Whereas like wait for it is more like, like you said, I am the one thing in life I can control. So he's like, I can't do anything, but like wonder what it's like to be Hamilton. And I, I think that's something that Ali is speaking to is that like in the context of the show, and I don't think you need to know the shows or have seen the shows to feel mm -hmm. this, that the wizard and I is like, an activating moment whereas like i think the want and like the the mission statement of wait for it is very strong but it is it doesn't play always as an activating moment i think it has to do a lot with interpretation all right i'm sensing the the moment has, has arisen um i think we can move to votes Mariah, what do you got? I love Wait For It so much more, but I am going to vote for The Wizard and I. All right, Allie? The Wizard and I. And Robert. Robert, do what you want to do. I know, Truly. I know. That's what I'm, I'm really trying to think. Give me just two seconds. 
Um, wait for it. I want to go wait for it. All right. I love you, Mr. and I. I love you. So <laughs> we're the one thing in life you can. <laughs> true. That's so true. <laughs> so uh, this was the first time that the Wizard and I was not a lock. Uh, so this is <gasps> this is the first time the Wizard and I actually Whoa. the votes actually mattered um, for the Wizard and I. But it it got nearly two thirds of the public vote. Oh. So uh, with you guys, the two of you, it vaults forward uh, and wins the cumulative tally, uh, sixty-six to thirty-four. All right, moving on now to the next matchup between maybe from Annie up against out there from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oof. Yes, right. I think these two songs fall into the I want song where like the protagonist or whoever is singing it like. They, you pity both of them. So you want for them because both of their situations seem helpless. Again, the pitiful helplessness that you want for Annie and the other um, orphans. Like I hadn't, I had to listen to these songs because I hadn't heard them in so long. And at the end, when the girl, when she speaks, please. And then the girls go, won't you come get your baby? I was like, goodness, wow, I have to vote. But then out there came in. And what's so unique about it is that like it literally gives voice to the obstacles that Quasimodo has from the get-go and a lot of the other songs like you know what the obstacles are like if you have the context but like it literally like he is it's this repetition like verbally affirming like that he's a monster and all these awful things he does not want much he wants one day and you know he'll make the most of it and like if you compare it like to literally like, Annie's like, please, someone get me, someone take me. And you're like, I want someone to take you, baby. I really, really do. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that, no, that really was a really good point. I mean, you definitely gave me a new perspective as well. I mean, my, okay, I feel like I have a, I have a difficult relationship with The Hunchback of Notre Dame because I really can't, that's one of those movies I just really can't watch. I just like, I may watch it once every five years just to catch up and remember exactly the plot. I was leaning towards maybe just because maybe is maybe to me, like is a really quintessential. I want song. She's literally talking about like exactly what she wants in a parent. I don't know, Robert, I think you made me a believer because I was ready to go to bat for Annie, but you just said, you said in the words of Michael Jordan, them kids. <laughs> literally. And I, I love those girls. I love those girls. <laughs> Well, and I think too, like that thing that Michael mentioned last week about like, we know when Annie starts that Annie is going to have parents <laughs> by the end of this. We don't know what Quasimodo is going to get at the end of the story, but it's true. And like, yeah. for, for me, this was one with like, I, I, you know, I wrote my love letter to maybe last week, but like, I think we haven't really talked about the music a ton in the podcast. And this is one where music makes really big difference for me. Like, yes. I love the part in out there when it's like the, the weavers and their wives and the, uh -huh. and it's it, like, it's so beautiful. So it, it sounds like you guys all kind of agree here. Uh, does anyone want them kids? <laughs> 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 anyone, like Allie, why, why, why is maybe like, why are you drawn to maybe, or why were you drawn to maybe when you came in? I do. Okay. So I think Mariah brings up a good point about the music. I think that I was drawn to maybe initially because the music is so simple and it does, it creates that childlike, it is like a quintessential childlike sound of want. I do, I definitely do think that musically out there, 
Alder is more sonically interesting. All right. How about we vote? Mariah, what do you got? Out there. Allie? You guys convinced me. I've moved over to out there territory. And Robert? Out there. So uh, this was nearly a 50-50 split in the public. It was 48 to 52 in favor of out there. Uh, with you guys, uh, it launches forward into the next round where it will meet the wizard and I. Uh, it wins yeah. 67 to 33. Hell Next yeah. up, we have Corner of the Sky from Pippin up against What You Want from Legally Blonde. Now we have some comments on this one that I'd like to read. Um, Corner of the Sky. This show would just completely be unwatchable without this song. It's already pretty messy, TBH, and therefore I feel has more power in its story than what you want. Uh, that is from <laughs> Judge Michael. I would agree that Pippin is an unwatchable show, but I wouldn't say that, that that's why Corner of the Sky is like redeemed. Like Corner of the Sky is a good song, that doesn't mean that out of context of its unwatchable production that is better than something else. To be fair to Michael, he was not saying that the show is unwatchable. I would say the show is unwatchable. <laughs> I look, I'm I'm casting no judgments, but without this song, it would be completely unwatchable, is his argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is really personal for me because when I tell you that <laughs> last night and earlier today, I listened, I made a playlist of these top 16 songs so I could really like get into it, really make like an informed decision that I felt was good. And um, Corner of the Sky, it's, it's an important um, musical text for me. It launched me into musical theater my junior year of high school when I beat out Tad Cameron for the part. But I hope he's listening. I, I, will, I would send it to him. Anyway, um, I think similar to what Michael said, it is like, it is a necessary part of a very chaotic show. And yet I think it is so relatable to anyone who comes across it, who sings it, who watches the show, whatever it may be. And like, it's interesting because like, it, it's so steeped in metaphor, but yet there's yearning that builds. And I think it also depends on like what version you sort of listen to. Like the original cast in the seventies, but also like the newer circus version. It's very similar, but like they have different tinges to them. I I feel, I feel like it's a classic I want song, definitely. And like clearly one, and I want to vote for it. And I have a few qualms with what you want that are just like small things where I'm like, I don't think it's a perfect song. And like- Like the reggae section? <laughs> yeah, that's, a break, that's really what it is. And that's why I was like, well then maybe I'll still vote for Corner of the Sky. And maybe depending on what Ali has to say, it might bring you back to more of a 50-50 thing. Cause I love Corner of the Sky so much. My instincts are really telling me that what you want overall is a better, more active, put together, I want song and I think I'm going to vote for it for that reason. I don't know. This one was interesting. I've never seen either either of these shows. So in a way that made it maybe a little easier because I just had to base it, you know, solely on the song. I don't know. To me, I will say this may be a hot topic. I think that this is the weakest matchup of all of these because I like I don't prefer really either song, but I think in the context of what an I want song is, I do think that what you want 
does it better but yeah i don't know like but i will like i do take off points for what you want for the reggae section like i really yeah. hated that and i take off points too for how long it is it is very long the dance breaks the professors talking like i just am like my goodness that's just that's such a long song all right mariah unload the chamber well, so I'm going to give my props to Corner of the Sky. I will say there's nothing really motivating to me to put another Stephen Schwartz song in the next round, which is part of why I don't care if we lose it. But I do, like, to its point, and to respond to something Robert said, I, I think, like, as we've been doing this, I've sort of realizing, like, oh, there's lots of different categories of I want songs. And I think there's sort of a, a category that is, like, the chosen one song, where like they know that they are capable of some grand quest or adventure, but they do not have a purpose. You know, we talk a lot about like, is the character saying what they, what they really want and what they're gonna do? And I think when we're actually watching the show for the first time, which is what most people experiencing a show is, we don't necessarily really care if the character is telling us those things, I know structurally that's really important, but like what really matters is like how we feel about the character after, which is, you know, why Michael saying that song is really important because if you don't hear that song, you don't give a shit about Pippin, right? What I will say about what you want though, and why I think I would disagree with Michael that it is not as important to the story and not as effective of a song is I think what you want is one of the most important songs in Legally Blonde because there is no direct correspondence for what happens for what you want in the movie. And I think that they put this in to give like a really genuine earnest reason um, and like mm. earnest side of L to go in to do all these things. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a great movie, but they don't really treat L like a real person till like 50 minutes in. Well, what you want is actually, even though, and, and it feels long when you listen to it, but when you watch the show, it like goes by like this, because what she's doing is she's basically singing like, I'm the greatest star to everyone in her life. It, we don't really care about her so much unless we actually watch her do all the fighting and fighting against other people's perception of her. All right. So, uh... I think we could vote despite some some uncertain feelings that people have have spoken to um mariah what do you got what you want Allie. what you want robert what you want wow okay um so this was also the first matchup that corner of the sky had that it didn't lock out its opponent um mm which means that because the three of you voted for what you want, what you want advances by a cumulative margin of 53 to 47. Oh uh, my God. Corner of the Sky won two thirds of the public vote. <gasps> um, and- <laughs> Robert's which, mortified. Which, I feel like the Pippin community is going to send someone to kill me. No, this is really like, some of y'all might be real mad at me, but this needs to be said. <laughs> Wow. So uh, important to note that Corner of the Sky just needed one of you to get through <gasps> the next round. Um, Robert, it could have been you. Robert. <laughs> um, he sold out. <laughs> no, um, I didn't sell out. Well, oh if, people, if people are really that mad, 
then they could have voted for Corner of the Sky more to lock it out, and you guys wouldn't even have had. <laughs> That's you, true. We wouldn't have had a chance. Right. I voted so, what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. So there we go. All right. Next up is One Song Glory from Rent versus I Hope I Get It from a chorus line. Who's got vibes? I don't have anything really valuable to say because I've said this since week one. I hate One Song Glory. Allie making an incredulous face, having been in the performance of Rent in (laughs) the, uh, what was that, the, the Lewis Room? At Norris yeah. University Center in the year 2015. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, like, that's where it was. Yes, I was an ensemble member in Rent <laughs> um, my freshman year. Okay, so I this is another matchup that I think is, I think it's difficult, but for a different reason than like The Wizard and I Wait For It was, because I think The Wizard and I Wait For It were both super strong. And I do think, I think that One Song Glory and I hope I get it. Are they're very strong in their respective musicals? Like in their respective musicals, they elicit a lot of emotion. Up against each other, I think it's like out of that context. I think it's a lot harder because I think instantly when I saw this, I was like, I hope I get it. Is the song is the I want song? Like it literally is saying, God, I hope I get it. One song, glory. I think this is like the emotion this is a hard song because he's like he knows he's dying and he wants one hit song before he goes and maybe that's a superficial want you know maybe it's like he could be wanting nah, for something. he's dying <laughs> like he could be like i want to live <laughs> but <laughs> i want a song but no yeah so like but in that in that respect i think that that makes it like more of a heartbreaking I want song because he's like resigned to the idea that like I'm gonna go out like my flame is almost out and like I want to leave my mark on the world this way. This matchup is difficult for me because I don't love either song and I don't <laughs> feel passionate about either one. I think yeah I, I originally like at face value I was like oh I hope I get it is literally an I want song. It launches the show. It like it's just very clean cut that i don't mm-hmm. know if i love it musically it's it's very <laughs> much you know having the visual of them dancing and hearing these characters talk about why they want it like that ups it to the next level like that just brings it together sure but just listening to it i was like well like I, you know we keep talking about like comparing the wants and like you know what what is the ambition and all this kind of stuff and I, I think that the the purpose of that is not like who wants it more, but it's because if somebody wants it more, it is a more interesting show for us to watch. And we're like having a reaction. Like it is, it is what's going on between the person watching it and the person singing it. Right. It's not necessarily how much that person wants it. They could want it really bad. And the song could not be as effective because it does not portray that in a way that is like, moving or or engaging all right so i think we could vote mariah what do you got i hope i get it uh robert uh sorry Allie. oh man i don't know (laughs) i can go first i can go 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 um i'm going i hope i get it oh god (laughs) go with your heart okay let me just okay just give me okay i'm gonna decide you're fine. 
I think I'm gonna have to go with one song glory. I really do. Do it. Oh my god, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm nervous. So, uh, Allie, if it makes you feel any better, it didn't matter at all. Uh, I hope I get it locked out. uh, One song glory. I forgot that there was a lock. (laughs) I didn't. This is the only one. I didn't think that was the lock. So this is the only one. The rest of the matchups we know are not locked. Um, I hope I get it one eighty-five to fifteen in. Shout out in, to my fifteen, <laughs> with you, baby. Um, in in the public vote, which is like by far the biggest margin. Um, yeah. yeah. But with your two votes, Robert and Mariah, you uh, make it seventy-nine to twenty-one in the cumulative tally in favor of. I hope I get it. Uh, where in the next round, I hope I get it. We'll go up against what you want from Legally Blonde. Mm. People are gonna be fighting on that That's one. <laughs> let's see. Ow. Let's see if you can convince them, Mariah. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hi. At this point in the bracket, you gotta look at Journey. Both of these songs catapult us really strongly and really specifically into the journeys of their respective protagonists. The thing is, one of these journeys involves bargaining with one's God over the core tenets of one's being, and the other involves, like, dancing forks. Next up, we have My Shot from Hamilton up against some people from Gypsy, and we have some comments from the listening public that I'd like to read. I think ultimately my shot is undone by being too complicated. I never understood the bridge where he starts talking about the banking stuff. Like, do we really need that there? Whereas some people has the single-minded focus paired with adrenaline that only musical theater can provide. Which I don't, okay. Um, Next up, uh, this is from Rosie Joe. Hardest matchup of the bracket so far. I have to remember that this isn't actually basketball. I'm not trying to figure out who would win in a battle. I'm the battle. We pick. So I urge everyone to reflect on what the word ultimate means to them and to vote with your heart. I never had a group of friends before is one of my favorite pieces of writing. I think it plays a crucial role in our knowing Alexander Hamilton. All right, group, what do we got? I'm just laughing because I'm looking at the lyrics about the financial part. And it is, when you think about the whole song, it is funny that he just randomly says, we need to handle our financial situation. <laughs> um, this one's pretty easy for me because I do I do agree with Mariah that I think my shot is going to hit a lot of these songs hard. Whoever it goes up against, like, it just, it really, no, it, it's like coming with a sucker punch. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, because this is another song that's also very long. But I don't, it just, I don't know. I think that like, uh, once again, Lin-Manuel Miranda was in his bag when he wrote this song specifically for Hamilton. Like Mm -hmm. I could argue that this is probably the best song of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, I really think that it is, it is like a quintessential I want song. The fact that he goes into his past, into the present, like goes into the future of what he really is looking for. Like, and the, the, I mean, like, that part of I imagine death so much it feels like more like a memory like that won him the Pulitzer like it just did I also haven't seen Gypsy so I feel like I don't have the greatest um the greatest knowledge to talk about Gypsy Mm -hmm. but I mean I did love the Glee version of Rose's turn aka Kurt's turn (laughs) I I you know 
know, for me, it's, and I've seen both shows. These two songs are like not in the typical uh, genre or time period for like a lot of the quintessential I want songs that we like define that category of, but they both are that, um, they both like check off all of those qualifications that like Alex put in that list when like the brackets started and do them both in like very artful and like beautiful ways. But for me, like my shot does it in a much more artful way Mm -hmm. that is still so effective Um, because I think some people is full of ambition, right? Like that's her point. Like whenever she sings this song, she's like running around him while he's in the chair and she's like, I gotta go be a star. They're gonna be stars. We're gonna be stars. Just give me the money. It's drenched in ambition. I don't think, and and, and urgency too. I don't, I don't think that's mm-hmm. what's missing from it. But I think like when we think about what musical theater has been and is, to do my shot with all of the information it has, all of the storytelling tools that it has in the genre that it's in. And so I disagree with the person who was like, my shot is too complicated, because it's not. When you listen to Hamilton for the first time, you get what he's talking about. You get the the rivers he's got to ramble. And I, and I think we've like heard and seen commercials of Hamilton so often that we forget how intricate this song is and what a triumph it is for so many reasons and in so many ways yeah so i want to hear from robert and then i think we could vote yeah i I don't have too much to add i I was really gonna say yes and yes to both everything that both of you said yeah i i'm ready to vote (laughs) all right let's vote mariah my shot ali my shot robert my shot All right, so my shot won just a little bit less than two thirds of the public vote. Uh, With you guys, it launches forward um, and wins the cumulative tally 76 to 24. Uh, Next up is the matchup that received the most comments uh, in in the whole thing. And I've actually got, I've got quite a bit to read here from from our listeners. Um, You'll hear from plenty of different people. This is from Marielle Issa, judge from last week. I actually think part of your world is pretty different from waiting for life. These protagonists have different attitudes towards destiny. One is anxious to meet hers while the other wants to escape it. Next, this is from Mm -hmm. Michael Hurwitz, another judge on the pod. Uh, Part of your world defines the genre, but waiting for life does more for its story and is in and of itself a superior song. It journeys quite explicitly from explicit want to implicit want. I want a stranger in white to pick me up in his car and drive away to please gods, tell me why I exist on this planet. I think of Waiting for Life as an ultimate I want song because it encapsulates what so many songs in the bracket allude to but do not capture as powerfully. Why am I here? As always, the very articulate Michael Hurwitz. Damn. Next, uh, again from John Bauerfeld, part of your world should definitely win this matchup. Waiting for Life is a kick-ass song, but the want is much less defined. Ariel, uh, Ariel gets, uh, Ariel very clearly wants to be a human, whereas Timoon is just generally bored. Next up from Michael Kelleher, who I should point out is an Imagineer at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so there's some conflict of interest here. Part of your world is perhaps the seminal I Want song. In many ways, it defined the form, and I do think it deserves recognition for that. If you look at the songs remaining on the bracket, no less than six other contenders are directly influenced and inspired by Ashman and Mencken's work here. The simple truth is that without this song, it is unlikely these other options would have come to be, and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. That is pretty good evidence for part of your world being the ultimate I want song. Admittedly, just because something came first doesn't make it the best, but part of your world is the standard by which all I want songs are measured, and it is yet to be surpassed. So we have some who are very, very pro Waiting for Life and some that are very, very pro part of your world. Where do the panelists on today's podcast fall? Who wants to go first? So I totally disagree with whoever said that Waiting for Life is that she is bored. I like totally disagree with that. And I totally agree with like what, what Michael was saying of like, the ambition of this song is like, all of our ambitions, which is like, why am I here? And why was I put here if I'm just sitting around and like nothing is is happening to me? Why was I chosen by, she's literally chosen by the gods. And she's say and she's asking why, because that is like the ultimate stake to have in life. I listened to this song before we did this and I haven't listened to it a lot when I've been like listening to all the songs before we talk because I know the song really well but I was listening to it with like fresh ears and I was like this song is doing Disney better than Disney it it, it does so much in, in one song and like to that thing that our local Imagineer was saying about like this song wouldn't exist if Little Mermaid didn't exist this show came out one year after Little Mermaid did, which is to say like only so much editing can really happen to really shape it like something else. It is so, it it makes me feel the way like the wizard and I makes me feel, except her ask feels so much bigger because it's so much more existential. It is, I, I think the songs are kind of similar in that like there's this like, Thing that they are watching and waiting for that is out of their reach that they then they want to be activated to that thing to begin their quest right but also like this this song has a lot more of that well isn't it factor to me than part of your world does for the show because like she dies <laughs> at the end and the whole time and she goes through the story, like the waiting for life becomes a lot more, that phrase becomes a lot more complicated and a lot heavier and a lot sadder also because of how young she is. So I would argue the Michael Hurwitz inside me is saying, Ariel just like is thrown into a bunch of circumstances and then kind of pops out at the end of the story. And so hmm. you care about her because she's a princess, but what does it really do for the story? Well, that was quite the thesis. Um, I didn't expect to do that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's that's beautiful. Uh, does anyone else have anything to add? I'll quickly add because Mariah, you really tied my thoughts together in a beautiful way with a bow on top. It, it was really the existentialism, um, and honestly, I feel like sort of comparing it to 
Ariel in The Little Mermaid. I I think another reason why this might sound petty, but I'm going to say it anyway. She's an owning class mermaid who has 70% access to 70% of the world. And she's like, <laughs> I want to walk. And I'm like, okay, well, Timoon wants to live. You know what I mean? It's the don't single me out, then forget me. That, yes. that punched for me. And I was sort of just like, yeah. You yeah, spared my then, life. Tell me why. Tell me why. And then Ariel is, I want more. And you can, and like, and I'm gonna give Michael Kelleher his props. Cause like, it is like, part of your world is quintessential. When you think I want, you do think part of your world. But I think it's more straightforward and you, you want for her. But when I compare, but I'm, I'm really bringing it to like, who I want more for too. Cause they both, they both do and execute what they want in a very beautiful, although different way. But I, that's sort of what is pushing me to waiting for life. Um, <laughs> the, the owning class for me, it's an incredible line. Owning class. Allie, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think that you both said all there is to say, because I think when I was listening to these, I was trying to listen to them outside of the context of the shows, because I think mm -hmm. if you listen to them outside of the context, they are they're more similar than they are different. Like if you're not list, if you're not thinking about their actual stories, like they are just like, I want this, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think that you both illuminated that. And I think because of that, the context is what makes the difference in these songs, mm -hmm. but it's going to be interesting because I think one, one of these is going to be up against my shot. One of these is going to be up against my shot. Wow. I think we could vote though mariah wake up look down hear my prayer don't single me out and then forget me i won't forget her waiting for life <laughs> okay Allie. i'm gonna go with waiting for life and robert waiting for life I'm, before oh, you announce, this is where I feel like people will go after us. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, okay. So uh, this one was uh, 55 to 45 in the public vote in favor of part of your world. <gasps> yeah. Um, but the three of you, <laughs> the three of you vault waiting for life past wow. it. Uh, where it will meet my shot from Hamilton in the next round. All right. Next up, we've got If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler on the Roof up against Bell Reprise from Beauty and the Beast. Now we have oh. one comment here. Uh, not exactly a favorable one. Uh, if I Were a Rich Man is not an I Want song. Many have said this. Uh, how is this being missed? Tevya does not want to be rich. He wouldn't say no to riches, but he isn't seeking them, isn't yearning for it, and the musical is in no way a journey to obtain wealth. Uh, do with that what you will. Plenty have said similar things before, but arguments have been made the opposite direction. What do we think, gang? Well, I was going to say, I thought I don't agree with that, and I thought that this was the lock. Because Bell reprise, reprise, however you say it, are you serious? <laughs> who is voting for that i'm not i'm this if i make you mad i don't care who is voting for that because that's the one that i'm saying good morning baltimore should have beat that out a hundred to zero 
I was Period. wondering when we were going to get to your, your... <laughs> That's what... I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> so, you already know my vote. <laughs> this is my least favorite section of the bracket because I think, you know, a lot of people have been congratulating Alex on his seating. And I would say this area of the bracket is a big flaw. Because, and I'll say this, because every week when we've been talking about it, there have been a lot of flaws illuminated um, to us in that, like, I don't think there were, were a lot of strong, strong winners in this one. And like, I am, I'm at the point in the bracket where I'm like, I don't really know if I would keep pushing Bell Reprise past. Like I would not, I would let it go to eight. I don't want it to be in the four necessarily because I think the other songs we have just are stronger than it is. Um, and I think it's only gotten to this point because the other songs are a little weaker um, in this section. But here's what I gotta say about if I were a rich man, okay? Let's hear it, Copeland. Is that, well, don't say it like that because then I have to say something really like, it, it, it's, Okay, Dylan Pick is like a cool point, but there's a lot of reaching you have to do to make If I Were a Rich Man the I Want song of Fiddler, right? Because I think that, you know, I think pulling the songs out of context is important in certain matchups. I think pulling this song out of context of its show does a great disservice to what, to what the show is actually about. Because if Tevya had an I want song, his I want song would be, I want everyone to care as much about God as I do and just stay home and, and like do what we were meant to do together, right? Like, and there are other songs in this musical that get to the central conflict and what they want very explicitly. Matchmaker is a song that does that, that I should have thought of earlier to put in the bracket that I think would have been really interesting to talk about. And like, sure, if I were a rich man illuminates a lot of things about Tevye's character that Michael pointed out last week are very important to the show. But character adjustments and like parts of them, not an I want song makes, <laughs> like, you know, like it, it's, I, I think there's a lot of stretching that's, that's being done. And we're also forgetting like, I think Fiddler can mean a lot of different things depending on how you interpret it. I don't think any of those interpretations are changed greatly by this song. And if it was an I Want song, they would be. And like, I agree with Ali. I don't necessarily know if Bell Reprise deserves to be in this round of eight, but I do think we should have gotten rid of If I Were a Rich Man a long time ago, because at least Bell reprise is an important part of the story. And like, I, it's been bugging me a lot that we keep pushing it through because I think for some of these songs, there's in interesting interpretations. And this song I think is a great reach. What there I'll say, go, I don't, I don't, I don't think that if I were a rich man is the, I want song of Fiddler. I don't think that I, I don't necessarily know if, all of these songs are their respective musicals. I want songs, just an I want song from that musical. I am going to use, like I said, I, I felt like I was a wild card. I, I am familiar with both shows. 
um, Beauty and the Beast a little bit more than Fiddler, but I'm going to talk about it without the context of the show themselves or the shows themselves. Um, in 2004, um, Gwen Stefani released Rich Girl. Um, a month or two ago, Flo Millie, Flo Millie um, released Roaring Twenties. Both of them sample, If I Were a Rich Man. People have been arguing and continue to argue if If I Were a Rich Man is an I Want song or not. But the cultural significance, the cultural blueprint that it is for people to sort of want or like yearn for more like financials, for money, for wealth. Also, Bell Reprise is just not that memorable. It's an I Want song. It is, again, stating what she's already stated. It's it's good. Um, it's a, it's a, <laughs> Allie's shaking your head no. I, mean, I would argue it's not good. I'll say that. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, I thought it was nice. I thought it was nice, but I listened to it. I was like, oh, okay. It didn't do much for me. Um, and I think that's what's in, like, that's how I'm informing my decision. Here's why being in context, I think really matters. You don't have to know the whole show, right? But I think if you, I think if you just listen to If I Were a Rich Man and you don't really know what Fiddler is about, Mm -hmm. you imagine a very different show. Yeah. And that's why it's important to me. But it is not what he wants. We all, but, but here's the thing that's really bugging me about this, right? It's like, we all want more money, right? And I fought, I, I fought for other songs on the basis of like wanting more money, right? This show is about much more important things than this song illuminates, right? And like the purpose, I think a show can have a lot of I want songs, right? This is, I think that show has many I want songs. This is not one of them. And I think the reason why it's really bugging me that we keep like pushing it ahead is because everybody keeps nailing us on these like basic, these basic requirements of a song and we're not doing it for this song. I don't think Belle Reprise should be in this part of the bracket, but why it is, is because it does have all of these things that we keep talking about that push other songs in front of each other. I'm sick about talking about If I Were a Rich Man, because I think we keep talking about why, why it's not instead of interesting reasons why it is. And like part of the reason why I want it out is so that we can start having more interesting conversations. It really bugs me that we're not using these basic requirements we talk about for every other song for this song. But the show is about so much more central and and beautiful things that this changes the lens of, but does not significantly change. I do find it very interesting that, you know, we keep getting these comments from people who say things like, this isn't an I want song, why is this still here? Uh, And yet consistently songs that we in the in the podcast have questioned still get votes um speaking of votes (laughs) i think (laughs) we can uh we can pivot to them um mariah i think i know where you're gonna vote here but just to make it official what are you voting for if i were a rich man i'm kidding (laughs) i'm voting for no i would never i would never this is that was my i want song (laughs) I want it if I were a rich man out of the bracket. Um, Bell reprise. Allie? 
I will preface this by saying I think everything that Mariah said was valid, but I will not push Bell Reprise through. So I'm voting for it if I were a rich man. Robert? Yes, I also agree truly with what you said, Mariah. Um, but I'm sticking with You're my You're not going to vote here. for it. You with, I'm not going to vote with what? I'm not going to, I'm, what? what? Sorry, uh, Robert, we need a clean audio <laughs> on what your vote is. So what is your vote? If I were a rich man. All right. So here's the thing. If I were a rich man, one, two thirds of the public vote. Despite the comment that was put in and despite some of the concerns that have been raised. So with the two podcast votes, it wins the cumulative tally 66 to 34. All right. Next up, the last matchup on this bracket that we will be discussing today is 96,000 from In the Heights versus Somewhere That's Green from Little Shop of Horrors. I don't know. I, I do think they're, they're both I want songs. I... I feel like we only need one Alan Menken song on the bracket <laughs> and out there has got it. Okay. He's, he's trying to dominate. I don't know. Somewhere that's green. Like, I just feel like I can't really, I just can't. It's, it, it is an I want song. Like it very much is an I want song. I can't deny that. But I think, I, I don't know. I think I take points away because Alan Menken like is doing the same thing that he did in part of your world. Like the exact same melody like the same <laughs> thing whereas like ninety six thousand brings in and so that's another thing this could this could be a detriment to limo and miranda because he is doing the same thing that he did in my shop where you hear from all these different people um talking about what they would do but i think like if we're going back to the musically argument the part where they're all saying what they want and how that is such a beautiful puzzle okay. of you here. If I won the lotto tomorrow, well, I know on top of if I win the lot, like, and those all like, yo, like in him. Oh gosh. Anytime I listen to that song, I will rewind, rewind that part just so I can listen to that one person all the way through and then go back and listen to the other person or because they repeat so often, I listen to Benny at one. Then I listen to Usnavi. Then I like, like once again, Lynn Momo Miranda was in his bag. And that truly is like the force of a community talking about what they want. And even though those wants are very different, they feel unified. And I don't know if that's the music. I don't know if that's just like the like the swag and the character that each of these like verses bring but that's an I want song where I'm like I want I want all of them to win and it's not possible for all of them to win but I want like each of them has a worthwhile reason to get this $96,000 and I think also what makes it even a little bit devastating is like when they say like you'll have a knapsack full of jack after taxes 96,000 like winning the lottery like that's not even a lot you're not gonna get a lot of money from ninety six thousand on the lottery but they all want it yes to all of that yes to all of that another song that's like everybody stand up you have to uh -huh. you have to it's it's a song it's a cry and like a celebration for like the working class i love the specificity of ninety six thousand. like again it's not even that much but hearing from each and every one of them like what they would want but how also a lot of their wants come back to the community. Except for, of course, um, I'll be down 
I'm out. I'm out there. I'm out there, but I'm not coming back. It's not going to be just one day. Yeah, and like I, I alluded to it earlier, I think Lynn does such a good job with these kinds of songs, and it could be to his detriment, like you said, Ali. Um, I think it's another. It's a, an example of one of the pity I want songs where you really do want this for her. I just think because I think it's it's quintessential. I think up against 96,000, I honestly ride for 96,000 a tad more than my shop. But then if I listen to the back to back, I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think 96,000 does it in a, a more unique, more dynamic way musically than Somewhere That's Green. Even though Somewhere That's Green, it's, it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. You can see, you can visualize everything that she wants as well. And it's so simple. It's the American dream. In a way, 96,000 is their American dream too. Brian, you got anything? Not more than everyone else has said. I, you know, I said the same thing about my shot that I think it's just like an, a triumph of like music because it, it, I was listening to 96,000 today and like, I never like really sat down and was like tracking everything and I was like this is so complicated but it doesn't it doesn't sound that way which is really hard to do and it was I was like listening to it I was like oh my god this is like tonight for West Side Story like this is really what it is and it something I said to Alex before was like you know I I think some of the music Lin-Manuel makes that musical theater people revere are not necessarily the most the best ways he could honor the genres that they originate from, especially when they're done. Uh, but I, I do think that's very true in this case. I don't know when I was comparing them, I, I just thought, I haven't really thought till now about how I feel like this does the job of the individual I want songs and the group I want songs where like, we're getting different flavors of all of those, but they're in the mm-hmm. same genre in the same, somehow works together rhythmically so well that you can pick, like Ali was saying, you can pick the one you want to hear or switch to a different one. And it all feels like so beautiful. And that's just so hard to do. All right. So I think we could vote. Um, Mariah, what do you got? 96,000. Ali. 96,000. And Robert. All right. So this one was actually kind of interesting. Um, Similar to last week, it was interesting going into the conversation and then you guys made it significantly less interesting with your votes. Um, (laughs) Somewhere that's green beat 96,000 in the public vote 57 to 43 Um, and was very close to only needing one of you to toss it over. Wow. Um, But what ended up happening is all three of you voted for 96,000, which is, I think, the third time of the eight matchups that you guys have overturned the public's want. Well, first of all, that's our reparations. Second of all, (laughs) this would have gone a very different way if you had different judges. That is like, that's the wild card of this show. I think that if we had not been in this round, part of your world was going to take over waiting for life Mm -hmm. somewhere that's green we've heard was going to take over ninety six thousand. i also think that my shot and some people would have been harder yeah because also i think the thing that's been that has happened a lot in the podcast in the past 
and that I feel like is the thing that I try to fight against that I don't feel like either of you are is like the Broadway loyalists. There's some people who are just like, this is the canon and therefore yeah. it should be. Yeah. And we're like, no, no, no. I think we can be more. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely think that what would be interesting too for next season, if you, if you have those Broadway loyalists against people like me and Robert who kind of don't really care. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I definitely think that I have a different. I would say that I'm a Broadway fan. I don't lean into the canon or what's historically like Mm -hmm. considered Broadway. Like I like the things that take Broadway and spin it on its head, which is why like Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think is such a great writer, like just Mm -hmm. different. That's not so like whitewashed Broadway. I really think that is what it is. There are people who are more leaning into that versus people who don't. And I'm Mm -hmm. one of those people. Yeah. And if whitewash Broadway, quote unquote, some of those songs and some of those songs that like speak to the canon, if they're good enough, they'll get through. We'll vote. It's not like we're only sticking with certain songs, too. I think we're bringing yeah. just very much a different nuanced <laughs> Black perspective. It really is a Black That's perspective. That's very, oh, yeah. Yes. But we also, we also, also are qualified. music. Yeah, yes. no, we, yeah, we're qualified. Like, I'm not, but I think, I think it's in a different, it's a different understanding that, like, we bring a different perspective based on our own, like, just being to yeah, these. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That, that is why we lean in so sonically. And, like, obviously, you know, Black people are not a monolith. You know, you can go ahead and right. cut this out. Right. I'm not ah. trying to get into critical race theory, <laughs> but. That's like a bonus that they have to pay for if they want to listen to this part. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is the luminary exclusive. No, yeah. This, yeah, this is for Patreon. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally. All right, so this has been excellent. Um, the matchups for next week will be from the top left: The Wizard and I from Wicked up against Out There from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ooh. What You Want from Legally Blonde up against I Hope I Get It from A Chorus Line. My Shot from Hamilton up against Waiting for Life from Once on This Island. Next is If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler on the Roof against 96,000 from In the Heights, which will certainly provide a very interesting matchup for next week's judges, which are uh, Phoebe Gonzalez and John Schneidman. Anyway, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Allie. Thank you so much, Robert. And thank you so much, my love, Mariah. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> and oh, that's how you want to end. <laughs> no, that's week. not how I want to end it. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>